Welcome to Impacting Jamaica, where we shine the spotlight on the many but often ignored positive happenings, activities, projects and investments at every level across every sector to inspire, motivate and excite people everywhere. Impacting Jamaica is powered by the Philip and Christine Gore Family Foundation, the Jamaica Public Service Company, Manpower and Maintenance Services Limited, Red Stripe, Kyramed and Proven Investments Limited. Impacting Jamaica, boosting a nation. I'm very pleased to have as my guest on this segment of the podcast, uh, Anne-Marie Grant, the Executive Director of the American Foundation for the University of the West Indies, AFUI, a very, very important organization doing extraordinary things for students in the wider Caribbean, desiring a tertiary level university education. But we know the challenges that are sometimes there to block the opportunities. And this is where the foundation comes in. Let me say good day and welcome to guest Anne-Marie Grant. Good day, Mr. Campbell. I am delighted to be here and thank you and thank you, Jeff, for this wonderful opportunity for us to spend some time together to talk about something which is very near and dear to me personally. And I think a very important aspect of national and regional development, higher education. Let, let's give um, the audience a, a quick walkthrough on what the American Foundation for the University of the West Indies is all about. So AFUWI, AFUWI, some people call it, but we call it AFUWI, like NWACP. Indeed. Is, is a nonprofit 501c3 IRS designated entity. We are in the United States. We were established many, many years ago by Americans who identified supporting the University of the West Indies as an important part of Caribbean development and an important part of development for Jamaica. And so this nonprofit, like many others here in the diaspora, we work diligently and creatively and we give our, to the best of our ability to support the University of the West Indies, which is distributed, is a system university, as you know, in 17 countries in the English-speaking Caribbean, one of two regional universities in the world, and now highly ranked by the Times Higher Education as amongst the best mm. in terms of in the globe, in the golden age category of universities. But the important role for AFUWI is to fundraise so that we can help to, to facilitate the sponsorship of tuition for students who are young, talented, ambitious, and determined to pursue higher education, but more importantly, Aubrey, who are financially challenged, or as some people would like to say, in their financial circumstances. But if we are to be truthful, these are students who come from not only challenging socioeconomic circumstances, but to be honest, they're poor. They come from very poor circumstances. Their circumstances can be described as impoverished. And, and in, the, in the politically correct scheme of things, we say humbling circumstances. 
extremely humbling circumstances. But their desire, passion, and, and more importantly, their intellect and educational acumen rates them and ranks them above and beyond the best of the best. <laughs> and, so, and so the university, the foundation believes very strongly, and it's a personal belief that I carry, that your social and economic circumstances should not dictate your fate or for that reason, your destiny. And so what we do at the foundation is to, within the diaspora, is to find ways and means of supporting and raising funds to sponsor students who, are, who fall in this category. The demand by far exceeds the supply, as you can imagine. And I don't believe that our circumstances are any different from minority populations here in the diaspora who need also funding for higher education. The difference, however, in the Caribbean between our countries, our island territories, or, or, or countries in, in that are part of the university community and the USA is that here in the USA, we have a safety net and a social fabric that is embedded in our society that will allow individuals who want to pursue higher education to access financing at the federal level, yeah. which gives everybody an opportunity, popularly known as FASA. Mm -hmm. Rich, poor, indifferent, you can apply to the federal government here in the US to get um, financing to go to college. And it is available to every single person as long as you matriculate. Unfortunately, that's not the case in the Caribbean. That's not the case in Jamaica, and that's not the case in many of our island nations, where there's very limited funding and there is no government-sponsored program at that level. It is important, however, to make a distinction that with the University of the West Indies, the governments of the region do provide some amount of support for the tuition for its nationals, mm -hmm. and they do pay a part of the tuition expense. Mm -hmm. However, it's not enough. And so many of our students who desire the opportunity are locked out of the process because there's not enough money. Mm -hmm. uh, Marie, let's talk dollars and cents because I, I want the, the average person to understand the, the, the matrix, the dynamic. Uh, on an average, a uh, 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 one year education at, at the university level in the Caribbean, provided by UWI. What is that in dollars and cents? The cost of tuition for the student would be about US $3,000 for the entire academic year. And it is reasonable and fair to say that there is nowhere in these United States <laughs> you could get the quality education that you can get at the University of the West Indies at that price. Based on all kinds of metrics, it is very, it would be it would be a truth statement to say that the quality of the education is comparable to many of the better universities here. And as such, the price is a bargain. Mm. It is a bargain based on, on what we consider to be the average cost of tuition here in the US. Okay, so if you take state universities in the tri-state with which we're probably more familiar, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, or even include Pennsylvania, the average cost of tuition it's about $12,000 for the year mm. for student tuition. Mm. Now, it may be free for many persons here because the state sponsors it, but that's, that is a bargain price. And if you go into the Ivy Leagues, that's a different conversation. That's in the stratosphere. <laughs> now, Anne-Marie, as, as executive director, uh, you have a very broad 
uh, uh, and challenging mandate. Uh, so much depends on what you do and how you do what you do to, to then uh, translate to uh, a scholarship, a, a bursary, uh, uh, some level of contribution to that student's uh, uh, welfare in, in, in the delivery and, and, and receipt of the education. Tell us about what you do and how you do what you do. The foundation is staffed by two persons, including myself. And, and we rely a lot on volunteer support, particularly for events. And um, I just, I, I say that before, you know, responding directly, because there is so, just so much to be done. We rely on the public support for funding. And um, pre-COVID, our, our funding channels was traditional, like many other nonprofits. You host an event, you ask people to come, you do direct solicitation by cherry picking and targeting individuals. You do a general campaign and outreach to the public to, to, to make, uh, invite them to make donations. Very much traditional. Post-COVID, things have changed. Mm. With the absence of in-person events, you lose that avenue for revenue. Um, COVID has impacted everybody on the globe. And as such, many of our donors and would-be supporters, their disposable income either has shrunken considerably or doesn't exist in many instances. Corporations have pivoted to new, um, to new, to, to support new ideas and, and new, 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 new undertakings and new ventures. And so everybody in the space has taken a different perspective. What we do is to maintain or try to maintain a spotlight on the mission of the organization and why that mission is important. So despite the transition that may have taken place on the landscape in terms of how you bring your income in, the need remains fundamentally the same. We need to be able to increase the number of students or persons who have access to higher education in the region. And because that is almost perennial, you have to continue to ensure that there is dialogue about this and why this is important to community development, to local development, to national development, and to regional development. And I think Aubrey, COVID, more than anything else, has served for us to do some introspection and to take a look at why higher education is even more important now than ever before. The new dispensation, the new economies require creativity, entrepreneurship. Um, you need to understand market, market segmentation, um, technology, the age of information, um, artificial intelligence. And many of those things and so many more require knowledge that comes from the higher education space. Yes. There may be, and there have been over the years, the number one and two million billionaires in the world who did not access higher education to deliver some of the very gadgets and implements that we use. And people tend to bring to the Warren Buffetts and the, and the, um, the other individuals who didn't. However, they, having reached to the top of the totem pole in terms of being um, the richest and probably the most successful on the global stage, in acquiring that wealth and in maintaining 
their industry leadership. They have had to hire people with higher education, their CEOs, <laughs> their accountants, their marketing people, all of whom have higher education. And so I use that often as an example to show that despite the breakthroughs that industry titans may have, and you can point to them and say they didn't go to college. They use people with higher education to be the vanguards of their very success. And I think it's important in our conversation, Aubrey, that we, we establish something. Higher education is not a solution to every problem that developing nations of the Caribbean have, or even the developed nations of the world. It is not a panacea. It or, is, or, however... Or, or as they would say, the silver bullet. The silver bullet. But it is, however key and fundamental because the absence of higher education is going to make it worse. So it mm. is important that, that we spotlight this. And so to answer your question, how we do is to try to ensure that in every opportunity, in every space, in every moment, in every session, in every interaction, you bring to whoever will hear, whoever have eyes to hear in your space or listen or read what it is that you have to say, to, to put out. We, that we are always echoing the cry of the value and significance to not only nation building, community building, but to personal empowerment, to your own self-development and to the advancement of humanity. And that is how, and that is at the, and that is at the center of how we do what we do. Having established that, then we actually come in for the ask, can you help us? Can you then donate? to support this ideology, to support this cause, which is not a myth, which you can see and touch and feel. And, and I think a significant part of that conversation is because there is such a significantly large percentage of our current population that has never had higher education. We're talking with Anne-Marie Grant, the executive director of the American Foundation for the University of the West Indies, popularly referred to as a FUI, a conversation identifying the challenges and opportunities in the same way faced by so many of our students in the Caribbean desiring a tertiary level education and just how it is possible through what a FUI does. When we come back, we'll have more of that conversation with Anne-Marie Grant. I'm Aubrey Campbell. You're tuned to Impacting Jamaica, Boosting a Nation podcast series. John John, I know you're in there. I want to when lights are come back. I know Pinky this time. Akeisha. Keisha, just like me tell Pinky. Give GPS your number and then we'll send your text with them things here. So you can't stop, knock my door. What you mean? DM or call JPS and tell them to add your phone number to your account and you will know everything all the time. You're not for Send your current contact information and always be in the know. Visit jpsco.com for more info. We want to help you mark every milestone. Celebrate the joy of living. Cheers to the best in life. Drink and live responsibly. A message from Red Stripe, part of the Heineken Company. Manpower, I bet you never knew what you 
Searching for a one-stop solution to all your facilities maintenance needs? Visit Manpoint Maintenance Services Sales and Distribution Center. We stock a wide range of COVID-19 washroom cleaning and other supplies, gardening tools, chemicals, and more. Our experts are always ready to give you the best advice. Manpoint Maintenance Services Sales and Distribution Center, 14 Collins Green Avenue, Kingston, Freeport Commercial Center, Montego Bay, and 33 Ward Avenue, Mandeville. Visit or call us today, 876-920-47215. Welcome back to our conversation, Impacting Jamaica, Boosting a Nation, with our special guest on this session, Anne-Marie Grant, the Executive Director of the American Foundation for the University of the West Indies, AFOI, a most important organization in how our students are able to access tertiary level education through the University of the West Indies. Uh, Anne-Marie, uh, let's take a look now at one of the, should I say, the, 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 the signature, the marquee event that uh, puts AFOI in the global space, the Legacy Awards, which celebrates 25 years uh, this year. We are very excited about our annual Legacy Awards Gala. We, it's, it's themed, the legacy continues, because as an institution, we are constantly seeking to do more and to be more responsive to the target audience that we serve, which as you know, deserving students at the UWI who need financial help. So this year we're celebrating 25 years for the gala. It's our signature event and we're, we're absolutely proud to say that our gala has, been, has made the A-list on the New York <laughs> social calendar. And so um, it is an event that we put a lot of heart, our heart, hands and soul into. Yes. It speaks to highlight individuals um, as honorees who have stellar accomplishments in their professional space. And these are individuals that, that come from all industries, from all walks of life. And we identify individuals who we can hold as a beacon and for our students to emulate and, to be, and, for, and who can inspire our students. And in many instances, our honorees look a lot like Caribbean people, have similar origins of many persons from the Caribbean. Yes. And, and as such, our students in the Caribbean can identify with many aspects of this person's professional journey. The, the function doesn't always is not only about individuals, we do honor corporates. And it is important to say at this point that the American Foundation or honorees are not only people of Caribbean heritage or descent, but as an American institution, we also um, honor and, and involve people from mainstream America. It is also fair to say and honest that most of our fundraising does not come from the Caribbean diaspora, but come from mainstream America. And so this event allows us to be able to straddle both, both support sectors for the foundation. The gala also allows us to bring into the public space our university, our University of the, of the West Indies located in the English-speaking Caribbean, as an institution of learning that, has, that can stand on its own reputation as an as a, as a institution of higher education that provides research into things that are germane to Caribbean development. And of course, um, issues and matters that are of global concern, climate change for one, food security is another, and, and several other things. At the University of the West Indies, we have professors and scholars who have attained I mean, global recognition for their contribution to the dialogue and the discourse in that space. At, at the gala, we also bring to the stage, mm -hmm. some of our scholarship students, 
these are beneficiaries of the funds that are raised. And so can so that they can share in their own voice, their own experience and the impact that this opportunity of um, tuition being sponsored has had on their life and the lives of their families. And the, the event is important for outside of the fundraising for several, it brings people together who share a passion about education and who have, I think, um, shared interest in the space that education is the key to personal empowerment. It is the key to, to incremental, the building blocks of society. And it is also fundamental to how human beings interact so, so that we can better understand each other and respond and respect the needs of each other. And so we are particularly pleased. For GALA 2022, I'm not sure when your program will be aired, but we're very excited about our guests. And, yes. it may be, and even if it is aired afterwards, these are our guests or honorees are people who deserve to be acknowledged and celebrated all the time, every day. And so Grace Kennedy Group of Companies celebrating 100 years of being in business which is a mega feat for, for a company from a small place like Jamaica. Uh, so, and so we're honoring Grace Kennedy. We're honoring the leadership of Grace Kennedy. And we are particularly pleased with that because Grace Kennedy has had a long standing relationship with our university. And Grace Kennedy, as you know, is treated like the godmother or the godfather without being sexist of the Caribbean. They have supported so many things in the public good. We're honoring the prime minister of Antigua and Barbuda, which houses our newest campus, our campus, uh, our fifth island campus. And this is our newest landed campus, we say, because as you know, we have five campuses, an open campus, which is our online university. And then we have um, Jamaica, Barbados, uh, Trinidad and Tobago, we now have um, Antigua and Barbuda, and the fifth one being our online campus, the open campus. The other thing, though, Aubrey, we also want to celebrate is that the citizens of Antigua and Barbuda, and by extension, the administration, as well as countries like Dominica, St. Vincent and the Grenadines, demonstrate the resilience of Caribbean peoples who, who have overcome the catastrophes that have been brought onto them by natural disasters over which they have no control volcanic eruptions, flood, hurricane. And so it is a moment to celebrate. And it is, it is for us a, a seminal signal of yes. the Caribbean spirit. Yes. And so we use a space like this to refuel and to reignite that passion about our people and, and what we can do when we do it collectively mm -hmm. and together with one mission and one voice. Um, we're honoring Don Lewis, who Brooklyn-born and bred, but of Caribbean heritage. Terence oh. from Guyana. Yes, oh. hanging with Mr. Cooper. <laughs> yes, right. Uh, yes, uh, known, uh, known for that. Yeah. And, and living, living, what was it? Living, sing, not living single. Um, the, the other uh, series that she was involved with. Uh, Hmm. I yes yes I know what you're talking about but more importantly I saw her I saw her recently as the, playing the, the role in Tina the Broadway musical that's had tremendous success she was she played the role of the mother in um in um in Mr. Coop in um in in broad on Tina but right. she's also featured in Star Trek major crimes law and order so many other things she has I mean she she's a Grammy award winner she's a hall of famer 
the list goes on and on. There's just so much to say about, about our honorees. Um, Wayne Bearson is another honoree. He is the CEO of BDO, uh, the US um, company that is in the financial advisory services field. And we're particularly pleased about, because as a US company, they have now decided to spend a lot more of their corporate dollars sponsoring minorities in the business of financial services, advisory services. And that is a space that we tend to shy away from because we say we don't have any money. Hmm. <laughs> yes. all right and so we're 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 thrilled about we're thrilled about those those kinds of things right the 25th annual legacy awards uh will happen in the space it, it, it's in person on it's april, 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 april 21st yes right april at 583 park we're in a new space and mm -hmm. so we want to just you know encourage the public to come out and support but more importantly as we lift up our honorees individuals and organizations who have in their own way served the public good not only for profit but for for the empowerment of people mm. and, and marie i'm always uh encouraged to invite my audience to to not only listen but to 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 want to contribute where can they reach contact get in touch with uh the american foundation for the university if at all they would want to make an individual a singular contribution so donations can be sent to our office which is in the jamaican consulate and so if you can't remember the address you could google that but it's 767 third avenue New York, New York, 10017. That's 767 Third Avenue, New York, New York, 10017. But visit us on the web, www.afuwi.org. That's A for American, F for Foundation, U for University, W for West, I for Indies.org. www.org. You can log on to the website, learn more about what we do, as well as make a donation. And before the program closes, Aubrey, I just want to say we invite your listeners and the public to donate, whether we're having a fundraiser or not, yeah. because our students are in constant need of support. And mm -hmm. so our donations are welcome all the time, anytime, and no contribution is too small. Because a little goes a long way. A little goes a long way. And as a 501c3 entity, all contributions to the foundation are tax deductible to the full extent of state and federal laws. Mm -hmm. And we not only fund scholarship, we provide all kinds of other things. We provided um, state-of-the-art uh, measurement equipment when they had a volcano in St. Vincent and we got that from you know, one of those manufacturers, Halliburton. We provide computers so for, to facilitate remote learning. We provide CDs for the regular studies department so that <laughs> students, and they have digitized it so students anywhere can listen to music and deal with their lessons. We provide books, uh, computers, we provide uh, conference tables, chairs, uh, medical equipment, anything that is going to support how our population and our students will advance. Mm -hmm. and, and of course, it would be remiss not to, 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 to understand and underscore the fact that you are operating in the diaspora, in, 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 in the U.S. space uh, physically. And so there is uh, ample uh, avenues for collaboration, one of which is with the New York State University uh, um, um, system. Yes, so we have partnerships. The university has nine or 10 partnerships across the globe because we are, we are now seeking to be a global university. 
Mm-hmm. And um, and in so being, we have collaborations with different, we have in China, we have in Africa, we have in, in, in other Latin American countries, we have in Canada. And so with State University of New York, we have, we have several programs. We have a program that is focused on sustainability, because as you know, that's at the heart of the Caribbean experience. And given what is happening in the UN 2030 goals, we and part of that sustainability conversation, we have a very, very energized health consortium that is looking at non-communicable diseases. And so SUNY Buffalo and, and UWI Mona campus in particular have a very, very aggressive and very um, forward thinking research that is going on to look at NCDs and how it affects the lifestyle of people in the Caribbean and individual and the, and the diaspora, wherever they are in the world. Um, we also work with other nonprofits in order to, in, to share the voice and the vision of higher education. And again, UJA, which represents, which is the coalition of, you know, as of secondary schools, it, that is an excellent avenue for us to um, share information. And, and we rely on their support and their collaboration to spread the word about how important education in general. And as an organization, you know, they have been a champion in that space and, as, and they have done so many things to impact Jamaica. And as a member of that organization, we're proud to be a member of UJA. And, and you know, we take the care of our young of our population in Jamaica as a very serious responsibility as, as people in the diaspora here. If we can protect and serve our youth and educate our youth, we can guarantee a prosperous future. The program, Impacting Jamaica, Boosting a Nation. Our guest on this segment, Anne-Marie Grant, the Executive Director of the University for the West Indies, AFUWI. What can we say? celebrating acts of kindness, stories of inspiration, and organizations that are at the forefront, both here in the diaspora and elsewhere, providing for the future of our students. And Marie, it was a pleasure having you on this program. And my name, Aubrey Campbell, inviting you to keep on listening. And our pleasure, as always, presenting these programs to you. Impact in Jamaica is powered by the Philip and Christine Gore Family Foundation, Manpower and Maintenance Services Limited, the Jamaica Public Service Company, Red Stripe, Kyramed, and Proven Investments Limited. If you or anyone you know is involved with projects and activities that excite, motivate, and encourage, send us an email to impactingjamaica at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Do join us again for another in the series on Google Podcast, Audible, Spotify, Podcast Addict, and Stitcher. You can also visit us at impactingjamaica.com.